Welcome to Beyond the Field BTF. Oh, is it too loud? Takeover, Neve and Cam edition. What is happening today, Neve? We're here. This is obviously a change up from the usual. We've got rid of the old, bringing in the new. What's happening? So the old boys have retired for a couple of episodes and we're jumping in to spice things up a little bit and talk about all things being young in times like now. Nice. So I think we've got four episodes planned. Um, obviously going to cover off a few things. Young people trying to go overseas, OE. Um, do they try and progress their career or are they trying to buy a house in New Zealand? What things are planned um, and what's ahead? So let's start off what's happening in the market at the moment first home buyers young people looking to obviously buy their first home what's happening what does it look like for them well if you listen to the media it sounds like it's all over the place but it's really not i personally think at the moment is the best time for young people to buy there has been a little bit of a slow up where you can you know take your time when you find a property you can do your due diligence you can negotiate you may be able to get something for a better price than what people were paying say 12 months ago um in terms of first home buyers i guess that's that really. So what's the difference between now and 12 months ago um, in terms of being able to negotiate a deal as a first home buyer? How, how is that different? There's just not a mad rush. It seems like there's less people eager to put in an offer, get the exact house they want, whereas now there has been a little bit of a drop off, which means it gives you more time essentially and, and I think what we've seen from from 12 months ago is is first home buyers they quite often have conditions to buy yeah. to buy their first home they need a valuation for the bank they can't go in unconditional um, because there's now less people looking to buy a house they've actually got the option to step forward and have conditions and it not be unfavorable I guess to the vendor yeah. um, 12 months ago if you didn't have an unconditional offer you were shit out of luck so first home buyers are sort of left out of the market right yeah totally and with that it gives you more time if you have only 10% because if you're going to an auction you have to have a registered valuation beforehand which essentially means you could go to 10 auctions and pay for 10 registered valuations and not win every time like we have one client that spent nearly $10,000 on registered valuations whereas now because not as many properties are going to auction you can get your registered valuation or, or even not put in a conditional offer for your registered valuation and roll it that way. Mm. And how about interest rates? Obviously um, we've seen in the media a couple of times recently with official cash rate um, hikes but at the same time we've actually seen a little bit of flattening off with interest rates in reality. What, what, what are they looking like at the moment compared to let's just say three months ago? Well, the, recently the rates actually did drop again and um, Cam and I were actually having a discussion just recently about interest rates and how people are like, oh my gosh, rates are so high, how can we afford to buy? But these rates aren't considered high. Like this time last year or you know December last year when the rates were down at 2.19%, they were extremely low, whereas now they're actually just considered normal I guess they're not our typical well not typical yeah. but previously 8% type mm. rate so I feel like they're fine mm. so when we look at the likes of a 10 year average you know we're pretty standard right there's nothing out of the ordinary um, looking at 5% across the 10 years but as you say you know looking at 12 months ago 24 months ago with 2 point whatever percent interest rates I think a lot of first home buyers come into it and that's what they've expected going forward because they've never actually owned a home before they don't know what interest rates were um, mm. so for those first home buyers the interest rates now seem really high but in reality for those people that have owned a house for 10 20 years these are just standard they're actually yeah. still considered pretty low compared to 10 15 percent so agreed and I think mm. the you know end of last year and middle of last year we were drained by like media of how low interest rates 
were so when you see it now that they're a bit higher it's a bit more scary but really like we say it's just probably standard what about let, let's just move a step forward um obviously young first home buyers the big question is do i travel or do i buy a house do i go on the oe the overseas experience or do, do i buy a house let's just touch on really quickly revenge travel what is yeah. revenge travel well revenge travel is a very common topic at the moment because essentially we've all been locked up for however long covid went on for i hate to say the c word but we, we dropped it in there anyway um and essentially everyone's been locked up so now they're like i just want to travel i want to get out of here but cam this is a massive one for you because before covid hit you were going to move to germany and you're always looking up you know little flight to london here <laughs> or there <laughs> looking forward to the flight deals looking at visa requirements what are the plans what's happening um, no, two, two right. So um, I think we went into lockdown on the 24th of March 2020 and on the 22nd, so two days before, I was meant to be flying one-way ticket to Germany, um, mm. one-year work visa. I was going to be in my Lenderhausen um, drinking beer in the middle of Munich, <laughs> just living up life. Um, and COVID happened and to be honest it, it affected so many people so it wasn't just me so luckily no. I sort of um, you know caved back into the, the normal way of life I got back into work um, making a living lived through COVID like everyone else um, had the same struggles you know in some cases I was probably better off than a lot of people who, who lost their jobs so very fortunate that way um, but like all those people in that same same generation or same stage you know m- now mid-20s um, the constant question is should I travel how mm. can I travel can I buy a house and travel at the same time um, I think what what you know we, we hear of the term revenge travel um, as you say basically everyone who's who's been stuck at home for two years and now all of a sudden the borders have opened they've saved up a shit ton of money because they couldn't spend it and now they just want to go traveling so revenge travel right um, I actually heard a really interesting fact the other day um, Italy the travel in Italy is up 600% on the visitors um, since pre-covid which is crazy it is crazy. I mean, a cocktail in Italy right now would probably be quite nice. I think most people could agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. And I mean, you talk about, you know, can I buy a house? Can I go traveling? And we do essentially live in the generation where we want everything now. Like we want the career, we want the house, we want the family, everything, the travel, you know, and I think it's like breaking it down and figuring out what you can have and when you can have it I guess mm. and what you need to work towards I mean for me personally like traveling's never really been a massive thing on my cards I've always wanted the career which I've been working really hard at and I mean it does come up in mind like oh when will I get overseas and I'm sure I will at some point but it probably won't be for like what you were planning the whole mm. two year live overseas but you know for some mm. people that's awesome and if you can do it I reckon do yeah, it. too bloody right. I think um, I think what we'll do as well going forward in some of these episodes, we'll actually break down some numbers and, and actually look at it. You know, can people afford to buy a house now and then travel later? Obviously, a lot of people that's that's a key sort of objective. You know, buy a house with your KiwiSaver and your savings, um, live in it for six months so you can use your KiwiSaver, then bugger off overseas and rent it out. Is that a reality for some people? Because you know, we touch on interest rates as well. Is it possible, or would you have to actually top up your weekly repayments even? if your place has been rented so I think what we'll do in the next couple of episodes we'll actually jump into some numbers give people context of what that can look like Um, on the same token um, the great resignation how does that tie Mm. in with revenge travel yeah well like we said before if you're planning on going overseas for two years likely they're not going to hold your job open they need someone to replace you so the great resignation is huge people quitting jobs and one-way ticket to london i mean i swear every single day i scroll through instagram and people are in greece and mykonos and 
bloody whatever, you name it, they're there. So I think there is that. But also on top of that, it is an employee's market. So people are leaving jobs. I mean, I had a friend that quit her job the other day and sidestepped. Same industry, same job, everything, $10,000 pay rise. Like, why not, you know? And so I think that that's a big topic with you know, people like us who are employees. Yeah, absolutely. And and the whole idea of career progression, you know, if, if all your peers are buggering off to Europe um, for two years, all of a sudden half the workforce is gone. So as you say, you know, employers are desperate for good employees and they're willing to pay for it. Um, in that same respect, you can actually progress your career so much better because, again, you've got so much less competition. Um, yeah. So the ability to progress, you know, to that next step in your career um, while, there are far, while there's far less competition is so much easier. Um, so some of those people are making the sort of decision to actually stay behind, let all their friends bugger off to yeah. Europe. Um, I'm going to stay behind and make a shit ton of money over the next couple of years, progress my career. So when I do eventually go traveling and come back, I'm in a better spot than I was yeah, previously. Yeah, experience. And something that you mentioned to me the other day, which I had never heard of before, is cash incentives upon return of your travel. Tell us about that, because I had no idea. Mm. So a couple of my friends recently, they have handed in the resignation, buggered off to Europe. Um, but right before handing in the resignation, the employee, employers have basically said, no, no, we, we actually want you to come back. We need talented staff. Um, so in order to do that, we want to retain you. If you come back in 12 months, we'll give you a $5,000 bonus. Yeah. So that's incentivizing people to actually come back or go on a three-month holiday instead of, you know, the full OE. Yeah. Um, come back and we'll pay you to bloody come back. And I guess that's really getting the best of both worlds because you get the travel, you come back with security, you jump into your same job, slot back in quite nicely. Um, so, yeah, but I guess that, I mean, I don't know how it works essentially, but if you're going for two or three years, maybe they wouldn't hold your job open. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess every em- employer is different. Um, and I think with those big employers, like your big law firms, your banks, all that sort of stuff, you got you got more chance of that happening because they they can afford to I guess um, small companies I doubt they're going to have that sort of ability um, but perhaps you can just bugger off overseas and get a better job anyway right yeah why not totally I agree <laughs> um, house opportunities yes if you are living in regional New Zealand for example um, do you think you can get a better deal than in the city? Like, are people moving from the big city out to regional New Zealand? Is that making the demand higher and therefore harder to get a property? Or, I mean, what does that look like? I don't think necessarily harder. I think it's probably pretty standard across board, to be honest. Mm. Uh, since, again, the C word, COVID, we've, you know, people have worked out that they can work from home and so I think that that would push people to go to smaller cities because you can get houses for cheaper Mm. so yeah I'm glad you um, clarified what the C word was because I was thinking of something a whole lot less appropriate. <laughs> but hey, let's move on. Um, totally agree. But I think we've actually covered it in previous podcasts as well um, around people taking big city jobs out to the regions. Mm. Um, previously, people were leaving the big city life to go and live in the regions, but they might have been taking a 10, 20K pay cut um, to do so. But now with flexible working and that sort of thing, we've got people that are moving to Christchurch, Timaru, Omaru, whatever, something fucking crazy on the west coast who knows um but they're keeping their you know hundred thousand dollar auckland job yeah um so we're definitely seeing a lot more of that recently are we aren't we yeah definitely totally i mean we see a whole heap of different stuff but that is becoming more and more common for sure mm. no, but yeah well i think that sort of brings us to the end of our first podcast so if we don't get fired from our first podcast and have to hang the boots up definitely flick us a message on either you know instagram or 
email is probably a bit old school, but you can email us. <laughs> um, my Instagram handle is Neve Jervis Money Empire. And, and mine is Cam Barrett Money Empire Instagram. Yes, so touch base with your questions and tell us what you want to hear about so we can get back on next week. Boom. Cheers Boom. to Podcast Done. One. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>